0: Today we've got the Japanese Grand Prix coming up, oh Konichiwa, bitches, so let's get started. <laughs> Feeling real sexy like today, yes. So good, so good, so good. What you doing? What you doing? Come on in. Come on in. You're looking wet. Trip, trip. Let's take a swim. The water's warm. So warm. You're looking fine. Ooh. This is episode 204. My front wing's stiff. So stiff. Your pit lane open. open. Let's head to the go. garage for some groping. We're talking F1. So much fun at the circuit. Baby, work it. Please be gentle. Don't hurt it. But there's a man. And I query and I have a theory, he plows the whole W series, I'm on a roll, so please don't stop me, time to hand the mic to Crafty. Hand the mic to crafty. time to hand the mic to Crafting, girl, hand the to crafty. Time to give the man the mind to spite the fifty nine man Just begin what to say. Crafty won't you come on through? Oh, my God. Absolutely now that Crofty, hey, Crofty, you there? It's lights out, and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane. To deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax for the Park It in My Fermé show. Here is your host, Colby. Woo! That is right, Kidney g motherfuckers! Ladies and gentlemen, it is your main squeeze, Cody, a.k.a. the Potamus. And you better believe I am Trexa today. Absolutely starkers, butt naked, dripping with the oils from head to tippity toe. Wet floor signs are placed around me at all times, not just for me, but for you as well. Because I know when the fans, the millions, come running towards the coldopotamus. Moisture happens. It happens. And I don't blame you. But I stepped off the private chopper that I took from the Palais in the South of France. Where I woke up this morning. Stared myself in the mirror for three hours straight, butt naked. Looking at every nook and cranny of this magnificent specimen you see before. And I'll, I'll tell you what, when I was looking in the mirror, I checked out my fermi eh? I did. But I've lost it. On the way from the Palais in the south of France to the PIRC, I had lost my Fermo and I beg you to the 56 million in attendance minimum. Whew. If you please keep an eye out for my Fermo. And when you come across my Fermo, you just park it on up in there as it else, The Parking in my Fermo show, the number one company F1 podcast in the entire cosmos. According to my mum. She's never wrong. We've got all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love, triangles, and Japanesey, yes pleasey, squeezy, squeezy and more. Woo! Episode 204. Coming at you hard and fast, but don't be soft and slow. If you've missed out the previous 203, just head over to the greatest website ever created, ever, ever, ever created that doesn't contain two girls in one cup yet. We're talking park it in or better yet. Yeah, how about you look down at that podcast listening device of yours and you just, uh, I don't know, you just, uh, oh, you just, oh, give him one of these. Wow. Oh, 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 just caress and stroke that subscribe and follow button. Oh, that way you get to be the first in the world to hear this. My sexy, soothing, smooth sounds three times a week, and there ain't a damn thing wrong. With getting down and dirty in the slot, rolling around, looking for a little slap and tickle with the quarter-pottomus three times a week. No, 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 no. But what the hell are we going to talk about today? I don't know. I don't know. How about some budget cap breaches? Oh, my Lord. We've got a Crofty's Love Files as well as the driver, power, rankings. Oh, yeah. That's what we got. Drivers. Rankings. Yes, we're going to go for 20, down to one. Where are they sitting at the moment? I mean, I'm telling you, it's a banger of a show. Drivers. (laughs) Ranking. So we're out further. How about you uh, politely just make your way into the PIRC, the PIMF International Racing Circuit, past the Golden Gate right there, next to the bronze statue of our Hall of Fame members, Hans Heyer and Martin Brundle. Grab yourself a complimentary double Midori on ice if you don't mind. And uh, say hello to Pink. Wow. <laughs> oh, she's excited. I don't blame her one bit. So it's time we all sit back, relax, and let's start the show. P5, these are your streets. Nice, guys. Not bad from where we started. Uh, Those last two laps, I had something in my eye. Uh, sorry if I uh, worried you just a little bit. I knew you had it under control. Uh, I don't think you would have heard but all the grandstand opposite were cheering Aussie, Aussie, Aussie as uh, you came round five corners as well. Okay, awesome. Nice touch. Uh, yeah, just tell them I heard it. You did now. Make sure you like the socials at Park it In My forme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, that is exactly what you need to do. Go and like those socials. Don't dilly-dally like your homegirl Sally from the Valley. Just trundle on over straight away. Give them a big old, how do you do? Slide into the DMs like so many have before. And uh, I'll be welcoming. I'll have my arms wide open, ready to catch and hold and kiss and cuddle. And that's what I do, baby. Yes, yes, yes. But what are we going to talk about right now? Because I need to dive straight into it. We're gonna be talking some cost cap stuff and it's been going on for quite a a number of weeks now and I haven't mentioned it, I haven't touched on it because we're just waiting to see where we're going. Also, I don't want Christian Horner to sue me. He's in a very, very angry mood right now. Oh yes. For someone that's apparently spent too much money, he wants to spend some more on some lawyers. And he knows if he comes after the coldopotamus, I ain't gonna be taken lying down, am I right? Am I right, Pinks, am I right? Wow. Sorry. Ah. Oh, were you just trying to take me while lying down? Anywho, let's talk. Because what's happened here is Aston Martin and Red Bull allegedly have breached the cost cap of $145 million last season. They spent more than they needed to. So, in a nutshell, for those that don't know, there is a cap on how much you can spend. A lot of sports have something similar. It's like a salary cap. Except the unique thing here is it's got nothing to do with the salary. You can pay the drivers whatever amount they want. It doesn't get filtered into the cost cap. The cost cap is how much money you spend on things like engineers, designing the car, testing the car, things like that. That's your cost cap. Things like logistics and and travel time and all that sort of stuff isn't factored in, I'm pretty sure, but it's the stuff like hiring your engineers. Now, wind tunnel time, testing, you know, bringing new parts, upgrades, how much did that cost? So on, so forth, so on, so forth. It's $145 which doesn't. It's, I mean, for some, I'm thinking $145 million, that's a lot. But it's nothing. Nothing in the world of Formula One. Nothing at all. And when you hear that the team that won last year, that won on the final lap of the final race, they won the championship. When you hear that they may have spent more than what the budget is, then you start to think. You start to sit there and go, well, hold on that's unfair they were able to bring more upgrades better upgrades hire better personnel more personnel more experienced personnel because they spent more money than they should have now Formula One have come out and said well look if there is a, a minor minor breach of the cost cap I mean then we'll then we'll you know they'll have they'll have a little slap on the wrist we'll look into it something will happen. You want to know what a minor cost cap breach is? It's 5% over the limit. 5% over the limit? Do you know how much 5% of 145 million is? It's 7.25 million. So even if Aston Martin or Red Bull went over 5%, spent an extra 7.25 million, that's a shitload of money. That's a lot of shekels. That's a lot of people you can hire, a lot of parts you can bring. That's nothing. Christian Horner's not happy though. Oh, no, no, no. Because Toto's coming out. Benotto's coming out. People are saying, Red Bull, you you sneaky little so-and-sos. You little scallywags. I see you over there. And Christian Horner's coming out. Big sword in his hand. Ready to fight, motherfuckers. He's ready to swing that sword about. He's ready to pick a fight with anyone that'll listen. He says, unless there is a clear withdrawal of those statements we will be taking it incredibly seriously and looking at what the options available to us are. It is absolutely unacceptable to be making comments of that type that were made yesterday. That were totally defamatory to the team, to the brands, and even to Formula One. Now, I'm telling you right now, if I'd done my job properly, I would have gotten those comments, but I'm not to blame. Klaus, I'm looking at you. Why didn't you get the fucking comments? Why didn't you get the comments that he's talking about? Yeah, I don't know. I was a little bit too busy looking at the German sausages online. Klaus, you you sick fucking freak. Were they good? Yeah, they were very, very nice. They're good. Yeah, they're good. Klaus is just a little horny so-and-so. But there's a penalty potentially coming their way. For a minor breach, which is less than five percent overspend, penalties can include a public reprimand, a deduction of constructors or drivers' championship points, exclusion from events, limitations on aero testing, or a fine. Which one do you think Red Bull would probably get? They've, mind you, they've got a driver who's about to win the world championship back-to-back years. They've they're, they're going to win the constructors' championship this year as well. So, do you think really Formula One? Who, by the way. Who, by the way, at the race on the weekend where Checo breached the rules twice, only only penalised him once because they didn't want to influence the result? Do you think they're really going to go, well, hold on, let's take away all the points from Max. Let's take away all the points from Red Bull. Do you actually think that's going to happen? If you think that's going to happen, I can't wait to catch up with you and take the drugs that you're taking because you must be high as a motherfucking kite. What's going to happen is... They'll come out and they'll say, oh no, Red Bull didn't do anything. Oh what, you want to see the proof? You want to see the books? No, 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 we don't have to show them to you. We're the FIA, we're Formula One. We don't have to do any of that. Or they're gonna say, oh yeah, no, they, they went over slightly, uh, maybe 100K over. Um. Oh, naughty, naughty, don't do it again. Here's a fine paid $10,000. That's probably what will happen. They're not gonna be excluded. They're the biggest team in the sport at the moment. They've got the best, the hottest driver in the sport. They're not going to be excluded from events. You tell me right now. Oh, what what do we have? Jap- Japanese Grand Prix? Yeah, Max can't compete. Really? At a Japanese Grand Prix? At a Grand Prix you haven't been to in a few years? Where they're going to be selling merch like fucking crazy? Are you kidding me? Over fi- you can overspend. Let's see what the sanctions are for overspending. Yeah? Yeah. Um, deduction of driver or championship Constructors points Well we've, we've seen that there Suspension from events Okay yeah we've seen that too uh, Limits on aero testing Well yeah that was in the minor as well Exclusion from the championship Or future reduction in the cost cap I mean that's not gonna happen This is what Mattia Binotto had to say about it He said it's definitely a shame That we are talking about it In October of the following season Because at this point apart from implications on last year's championship there are also implications for the current one let's wait until wednesday before making judgment but whatever amount we will be talking about it's important to understand that even if it's four million which falls into the category of what is considered a minor breach four million is not minor that's what i was just talking about that's that five percent see for us this is benotto for us, 4 million represents the development parts for an entire season. 4 million means 70 people in a technical department who can come up with a new product or, or solution that would be worth up to half a second to lap. So even if we were looking at something considered a minor breach, it's not peanuts. We are talking half a second and that advantage is carried forward in subsequent seasons. Because while it began in 2021, It still gives a competitive advantage in 2022 and 2023. So this is clearly an important matter. It puts the credibility in general at stake. I hope that everyone has dealt with this exercise correctly because otherwise it will be a very big problem to manage. Agree 100%. Because if they're working, if they're going over the budget cap last year, getting the people in place last year, then they maybe don't need to spend as much this year on that stuff. Maybe this year they're spending that on other things. Then all of a sudden they've got the edge over everyone else. They've got the car. They were up and running. I'm telling you right now, Red Bull. They were up and running at the start. They certainly were. Toto had this to say because we can't have things happen without Toto's input. It is a so-called minor breach because I think the word is probably not correct. If you're spending $5 more and you're still in a minor breach, it still has a big impact on the championship. To give you an idea, we obviously monitor closely which parts are being brought to the track from the top teams every single race. For the 2021 season and the 2022 season, we can see that there are two top teams that are just about the same, and there is another team that spends more. We know exactly what we're spending, three and a half million a year in parts, that we bring to the car. So then, you can see what difference it makes to spend another 500000 on top of that. It would be a difference. We haven't produced lightweight parts for the car in order to bring us down from a double-digit overweight because we simply haven't got money. But well, they're right. They're right. And we're talking about Red Bull, okay? We're talking about Red Bull. Don't say top teams. I'm not worried. What, what, what? You're going to find me, Horner? you going to take me for all the couple of bucks I got in my bank account? You, you see the pimp... International Racing Circuit, I'm clearly in debt, billions of dollars, you want to come after me? We're talking about Red Bull. But 5% of $145 million is $7.25 million. That's still a minor breach. I'd take a slap on the wrist for $7.25 million extra to spend in the car. And it's going to be very interesting to see what happens because if, if they come out tomorrow and they say, well, hold on a second... You spent too much money. You went over the cap. Therefore, I mean, we're going to find you $50,000. Yeah? If that's the punishment, then I'll tell you right now: Mercedes, Ferrari, the rest of the teams are going to spend $7 million over the next few races. 100%. If that's the only punishment they get, then you jump over. You've got the precedence in place. We can spend up to $7.25 million more extra than we need to because the penalty is nothing. That's what happens in the NBA. You go over the salary cap, you just get taxed more. Red Bull won the closest championship we've ever had and spent more money to do so, allegedly. Even if it wasn't seven million, but a couple of hundred thousand, it's still a lot. Like Bernardo said, you can hire a few more people, get the right people in there. And suddenly you're able to come up with solutions to problems you're having and you're back in the hunt. This isn't something to just be brushed aside. A minor breach in the salary cap can mean things for seasons and seasons and seasons to come. I'd be surprised if the ramifications for this weren't significant. They should be very harsh. They should be very, very harsh. But if I know Formula One and the FIA, and I think I do, it'll be a slap on the wrist and we'll move on. But what do you guys think? Let me know on the socials, out-parking my firm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. But now... Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man, Formula One stat man. Call cool, these a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough, there's that many stats, uh, stats, 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 yeah, ooh, so many stats, uh, I'm a stat man! Oh I am, uh, a stat man, and we got some bangers for you today, <laughs> we're gonna be talking all things Checo to start with because Sergio Perez, the winner of the Singapore Grand Prix, is the first Mexican driver to win multiple GPs in a season, of course, he went back and he won Monaco, another street circuit, mind you, another circuit where they delayed the start because of wet weather. Maybe we're onto something there. He's the the only other Mexican race winner, though, is Pedro Rodriguez, who got his he got two career wins, one in 1967 and one in 1970. Perez is now the 64th driver in F1 history to win multiple races in a season, and Mexico is the 20th country to have a driver do so perez is also the first north american driver to win multiple races in a year since jacques villeneuve in 1997 and the seventh overall you want some more stats because that's just whetting the appetite that's all that is that's just getting us excited Everybody! Yes! Yes! What? Everybody! Okay, i got some more for you. i got some more. The race we just had on the weekend was the closest three team race we've had in nearly 20 years. Chuckles LaCluckles beat Red Bull's Sergio Perez by. seconds and Mercedes Lewis Hamilton by 0.054 seconds. That's the smallest gap which has been covered three different teams at the front of the grid for nearly 20 years. That was for pole position. That's in qualifying. You've got to go back to 2003 Brazilian Grand Prix to find a closer top three involving a trio of different teams. Rubens Barrichello also when a Ferrari took pole position for that race by 0.011 seconds from David Coulthard's McLaren 0.044 and Mark Webber in the Jaguar which then became Red Bull 2 years later. Oh you you want some more? St- that wasn't good. Okay. We'll go again. Let's go. Yes. Yes. Everybody. Uh, what? Stop. Yes. Stop, stop, stop. What? Stop, stop, stop. Okay. Everybody. I got one more for you. One more that'll just. Ooh. They'll give you one of those. Give you, one of, oh, give you a little bit of... Oh, what was that, pink? Wow. Ah, ah. That's what it will give you. Red Bull have won 10 of the 18 races where Chuckles Le Cluckles has gotten pole position. Chuckles has won only four of them. Seb's won one, Hamilton's won three. So Chuckles really needs to do something about that because he's only converted four from 18 pole positions into wins. And how's that for your stat of the week? He's a stat, man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat, man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. It was another disastrous weekend for Ferrari. And and when I said it wasn't that bad, it could have been better. But when you start on pole, you're expected to win at Singapore. It's as simple as that. But Chuckles La cluckles finished P2 with Saints P3. I mean, again, it could have just been a lot better. It just could have been a lot better. And, and I mean, I heard this. I heard Chuckles earlier today. He was singing this. And... I mean, we've heard it before, but sometimes. We just sing it. It's just best not Everybody to talk on the radio. It's amazing how you, it's can right you can speak right to my car. What you say is all wrong. Stretch Jesus apart. Try as I may, I will never get wins Your real calls need to go in the bin The smile on my face disappears when you call me Asking me what I should do, fuck off, it is your job, see The touch of my fist to your face Stay off the radio Yeah, stay off it. I I could win this race If you say nothing at all Don't say a fucking word. Stay off the fucking radio and let me do my job, yeah? Yeah. All day long I, I can hear, hear other the drivers, drivers being happy. Ooh. Ooh. But when I get to the circuit, you make my life crappy. Ooh. Life crappy. So crappy. And Ooh. try as I may, I will never get where. Your radio calls need to go in the bin. Get him, out. Get him out! The smile on my face disappears when you call me. Asking me what I should do. for coffee it is your job. See the touch of my fist to your face. Stay, Stay off the radio. Stay off it. Oh, I could win this race Win win this race If you say nothing at all Say nothing Don't say a fucking word Want the hearts? Want the mediums? Yeah Don't say it Hard lot of medium punches to the face Don't talk to me No, don't say it Oh, the smile on my face disappears when you call me Asking me what I should do, fuck off, it is your job, See, oh. oh, oh. Touch of my fist to your face, stay off the radio Could win this race win this race if you say nothing at all mm. that's that. That's uh, what yeah uh, on my face if you say me what I should do all. you get the oh, touch of job my fist if you say I could win this effort race all. <laughs> because oh, I could win I this say race it best Say Just say nothing Don't you dare say a I word to me Talk to me I'll kick you in the nuts I'll snap your glasses but oh, no, And I'll throw you on the second and Drive over you with my all. car My car But the car will probably break down on the way Who'll say nothing at all just say nothing to me if you talk to me i will tell you to fuck off yes just fuck off right now ferrari strategy team just fuck off fuck off now wow i mean powerful powerful stuff but i think we can only follow that with a crofty's love files well look who we have here Crofty back again after parting hard with Sergio Perez after his new contract and Monaco win. Crofty then gets confronted immediately. Find out what happens in this episode of Crofty's love files. in a daze. I had a thumping headache from a night out with Checo Perez. He was celebrating the win in Monaco and he was handing out broads like the stewards were handing out blue flags to Alexander Albon and Nicholas Latifi during the race. He was in rare form but the luscious lovely ladies weren't doing much for me as there was only this one beauty that I had my eyes on. It was a lovely little thing with sharp corners like Baku that would give me a long straight, like Baku, a long straight in my pants. It was Wilma, Wilma finger do, and her finger do just fine. I shook off the hangover with another double Midori on ice as I got up from the couch in my office. Then all of a sudden, without any warning, like a random red flag in Monaco qualifying, the door swings open and there this beauty was. Oh my. A gorgeous dame, with more curves than Interlagos that made my front wings stiffen right up. It's like I've been fitted with Pirelli hards and I was about to go the distance on those things. She looked familiar and I could tell by the way she was looking at me that she was interested in a slice. I mean, of course she was. She'd have the full-blown wets on because I'm David fucking Croft. Crofty, I need some help. She said, her breasts heaving as she was out of breath, breathing heavily in that skimpy little red dress. I'll help you, dull face, but not before knowing your name, I asked. Anita! Anita, dig in me! I bet you do, but that'll need to wait till after. What's the matter? Oh, it's Toto Wolf. He's kidnapped one of the girls I work with down at the chicane, the jazz hole that Christian Horner runs. I was very familiar with the chicane. Horner and I go way back ever since I got him a little sample of the spices. Ginger spices. You see, that Spice Girl wanted Crofty long before Horner, and who can blame her? It's what she wants, what she really, really, really wants. But I sent her packing. Who's the girl? I asked. It's Miss Normus! Dixie Normus? That son of a bitch, I'll help you! But it'll cost you, I said, as I admired that figure. Desperate for help like she was Daniel Ricciardo struggling in the McLaren. She licks her lips and made her way to me slowly over to the bar cart. Slowly like Alonso and Monaco holding up the entire pack. She grabbed a bottle of Midori and two glasses and then continued back towards me. Her hips swinging from side to side like she was trying to get a set of Pirellis. Nice and warm on a formation lap and I had a little something forming myself. I My pony. Oh, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> she placed a glass on the desk next to me and began to pour. Oh, the fluid started spilling out. And this time I was talking about the drink. She pressed her body up against mine. I felt all the bumps and I thought I was only going to be about 45 seconds away from porpoising all over this place once I hop in this vehicle. She hands me my drink and she slowly unzips her dress and lets it fall to the floor. Pole position was all hers if she wanted it. With a full-blown throbbing hood. I took a mouthful of the double Midori she just handed me. You know you don't need to slow down when you pass my pit entry and my rear wing is always wide open, she whispered into my ear. This certainly activated my DRS. My dicks are swollen. She took the Midori glass out of my hand and slowly made her way back to the cart, each move more mesmerizing than the last. If you no longer go for the gap, you're not a racing driver. And there was a gap that I was about to go for big time. I'm fucking David Croft. Slaying of women. I wasn't going to let this one slip through my fingers like a 2021 world championship for Hamilton. She was going to be mine. I walk over to her. I pull her body up against mine. We kiss and tingles went through my entire body before settling down into my plums. I took one of my shoes off and I lobbed it towards the light switch. Making the room pitch black, with the moonlight pouring in, highlighting her gorgeous features even more. Well, Wilma, finger do? I guess it's lights out, and away we go. Oh, oh yeah, crafty. Oh Wilma, Wilma my finger do? Oh, your finger do just fine. No. Wow. Looks like Crofty got himself a little hangover cure indeed with Wilma Finger But is he going to be able to track down Toto Wolf and Dixie Normus? Find out next time on Crofty's Love Files. Whew, what a steamy first half there. Oh, close. I mean, I just need a moment. I just need a moment. Keep the people entertained. And uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be back in a sec, yeah? generations people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast racing was then born and who was going to talk about all the racing why Caldi, of course welcome to the pocket in my Ferme show the number one comedy f1 podcast in the world here's your host Caldi. oh baby baby <laughs> What a first half that was. We talked cost cap breaching. I mean, it's it's happened. What are the FIA, what a Formula One going to say about it? I don't know. It's cool coming out soon. We also covered off a of Crofty's Love Files. Some stats of the week that'll blow your mind. And uh, Chuckles was had a song for Benotto It was rather interesting indeed. But don't go anywhere. Big second half. We're going to be doing the driver power rankings. And then, of course, you want to make sure you're subscribed and following. Because we have an episode coming up. It's gonna be released earlier than usual. Getting you all excited, revved up, fired up for the Japanese Grand Prix. Turning Japanese, I really think so. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Woo! Da, 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 da. I mean, Klaus, I'm clearly rambling. Just fade me out, baby. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Let's go. Make sure you like the socials. At Park It in my Ferme on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, you better go like it. You better go right now and like him it because it's now time. What well, the power is? Drivers. Ranking. That's exactly right. We're going from 20 through to one. Listing all the drivers from worst to first. See where they fit. Drivers ranking now look i don't just look at the results from the last weekend i take into account things that have happened over the last few races so just because danny rick got a p5 on the weekend no he's not going to be all the way up there at this stage however he did jump up a little bit he did get things wiggling down there just a little bit also i don't take into account the car because right now this is the driver power rankings it's not the constructors and i've got a little bone to pick With Formula 1 doing their own power rankings right now. Because how did Danny Rick go from P16 all the way up to P5 and then Alonso DNF and Alonso gets a higher score than Danny Rick? What's that about? Yeah? Can you explain your thought process there? What, because Alonso's DNF wasn't his fault? Sure, sure. But uh, are you right though? I mean, Danny Rick, P16 to P5, if you don't mind. Anywho... Let's jump straight into it. We're going to start off with number 20 on the list. Well, I mean, that is Nicholas Latifi. Because you're a rich boy and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. Uh, You You can can rely rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's That's exactly what you can do. Not for too much longer, because soon you're going to be out of the sports sunshine, especially now with performances like that on the weekend. Not only do you DNF, you then take out another driver as well. You qualified four and a half seconds off the pace. You, Sunshine, are just done and dusted. There's no need to keep talking about you. Smother me and Nutella. Have you lick it off. Bye-bye, Nicky boy, bye-bye. Coming in at number 19, it is Yuki sonoda Yuki Sonoda. If you don't mind, we are heading to Japan next weekend. So you'd think you'd have a run of form, but no. DNF on the weekend. Alpha Tauri really looking pretty piss poor. And I know, and the thing is, we were talking at the start of the year. Yuki Tsunoda, we're like, I mean, he's, he's not having a sophomore slump. He's looking pretty good. That first rookie year, okay, you can excuse some things. A lot of crashes. But now, a couple of points finishes in a row. Starting to look good. The car's a lot worse. Things are looking good for Yuki. Contract extension. But are they? Let's look at the races this year. There's a lot of DNS. There's a lot of outside the points finishes right there. Yuki, maybe, I think he's gonna be more hassle than he's worth. He's gonna cost the team more money than he's actually worth. Will he be ever in a Red Bull? Probably not. So then why are you persisting in AlphaTauri? I don't know, just saying. DNF on the weekend, not good enough. Hopefully you show up next weekend because Japanese Grand Prix, I'm excited. I'm excited, such a buzz. Japanese fans are crazy, I love it. Coming in at number 18 is Mick the Shoe, the shoemaker. Schumacher right there. Finishes P13 on the weekend. The reason he's as low as he is was because there was a great, great, great opportunity for him to jump up and get a whole bunch of points to really cement himself, to really, you know, say, a good, I can do it. I can deliver. Instead, Haas are going to do Haas things. They'll probably go Nico Hulkenberg. I'm sorry, Mick. That was your opportunity. That was your chance to really... Shine the spotlight on you right there. Really, really grab the bull by the horns. The Red Bull. But now, nah, P13, not good enough. Number 17 on the power rankings, it's Alexander Albon. Look, I know you just had appendicitis. I know you got that removed. I know you had then complications with it. You were hospitalized. And I get it. You want to be back in the seat. You never want Nick DeVries jumping in your seat and then doing things like he did in Monza. But you jumped in. You got a DNF. You're sliding off the track. So much so, Crofty was like, oh, that's a Williams. It must be Latifi. It wasn't Latifi. It was Alex Albon sliding off the track. You were not great. You had a shocking weekend. Look, can we give you a little bit of grace because of the surgery? Yeah, but you don't have a lot of wiggle room either. All right? Bring it. Next race, Japan. I expect great things. Number 16 on the list is Zhou Guan Yu. And the reason I've got him sitting 16, he was actually quite a bit lower in the last power rankings idea, but I've got him 16 now because DNF'd, but it wasn't his fault. And that seems to be the overall theme to Zhou's rookie season. DNF, not really your fault. A lot of DNFs. He's had a lot of DNFs, but, you know, what were you doing down there next to Nicholas Latifi for him to have you dnf yeah? Did you qualify poorly? Yeah? What were you doing back there in the first place? That's the question we need to ask. You would have such a good season. One, if your car wasn't putting you in the shit. Two, if you weren't out being horrible and qualifying, that you're sitting at the back with Nicholas Latifi taking you out. Number 15 on the list is the teammate Valtteri. Bop, bop, bop. Get the bot out, bot ass. Outside of the points again. Bit of a disappointing effort there from Valtteri. I'd like to see him all the way up. Obviously, start of the season... After they were given more aero time than most other other teams, he was looking really good. You know, he, he got a, what, a P5 in Bahrain? He was looking really good. Then all of a sudden, it's outside the points. It's your P13. It's your it's the Jovanazzi rule. P13, P12. Seems to be the thing with that car. Get inside the points. You're good enough. We know you're good enough. Get it up there, mate. Especially in a race like that where, where half the field DNFs You've got to get it inside the points. Number 14 on the list. Look, Sloppy Hockey. He's had a few bad ones lately, Esteban Ocon. Not a great race overall. Another DNF there for Alpine. More importantly, opens the door up for McLaren to get the best of the rest. The midfield championship. Sloppy Hockey, not good enough. Not a good race at all. And then you DNF anyway. So come on, mate, you can do a lot better. Number 13. Pretty happy to be saying that he's all the way up at number 13. Wouldn't have thought that. His big dick Danny Rick give you a a bone. Daniel Ricciardo, Danny Rick. P5 after starting P16. I mean, it's one performance. Not going to get all giddy and excited. You were still out in Q1, but still, Danny Rick. I'm getting all giddy and excited. I'm just telling you right now. Great performance. Keep the car on the track. No DNS, no silly mechanical issues. I love it. It was just a good, solid race. Stayed out of trouble, did you think? Number 12 on the driver power rankings is Pierre Gasly. Overall, a better result. A better result. I think it was P10. You got a point. But I am going to say this. There's a lot more points you left out there on the table, Sunshine. You need to really get it up there. We're talking your P6s, your P7s in a race like that. I understand the car is nowhere near as good as it was last year, right? But still, not a good enough performance, not a good enough effort. Coming in at number 11 is Kevin Magnussen, a.k.a. K-Mags, a.k.a. The Viking Princess. Look, P12 at the Singapore Grand Prix, not good enough considering he started inside the top 10. And again, they just went backwards. I don't really know what's going on with Haas. They're just not really bringing anything to the table whatsoever, but... I mean, your qualifying efforts have been great. Got into Q3, well done. I mean, you're still outperforming your teammate. That's the barometer. That's where we measure your success. So you're outperforming uh, Mick Schumacher at the moment, but I mean, it's still not good enough, Kevin. But ladies and gentlemen, that was the first 10. The- drivers hey! ranking Are the driver's power rankings. That was from 23 to 11. Just after the break, we have the top 10. Who's going to be number one? I- No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's going to be maximum points for Sergio Perez, who on the streets of Singapore wins the 2022 Singapore Grand Prix. There you go. Winner. Vamos, Checo. Unbelievable. What a drive. What an incredible drive. What a coincidence. Incredible. Well done. This is how we do it man, we shut our mouth and we work hard. This is the Mexican way. Well done guys. That is your best ever drive motor with sensational. That was awesome. That was awesome. Well done man. What well a race. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. So happy. It's been a while mate. Mm. Oh baby, it's top 10 time. The- Drivers. Hey. Ranking. Yes, 10-3-1, the Drivers' Power Rankings, where do they sit? Who's number one on the list? I don't know. Drivers' (laughs) Ranking. I mean, of course, I know I put the list together, but we're going to start off with number 10 on the Drivers' Power Rankings. There's going to be some surprises in the top 10 here. Definitely gonna be some surprises. Coming in at number 10 is Seb Vettel. Rare appearance in the top 10 for him. Absolute shithouse qualifying, amazing race, but lost to the teammate, not good enough. Not sure if you're part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation to try and help Stroll out, but you certainly made his dream come through, beating the four-time world champ. But that was, yeah, it was an interesting result. Amazing effort again. Aston Martin, their race pace is great. The boys seem to stay out of trouble, which is amazing. They just can't qualify for shit. How many times have we seen Sebi Boy get upset that he just missed out on getting into Q2? Nearly every fucking race weekend. So not good enough. Coming in at number nine is the teammate Lance Stroll. You. Because you're a rich boy and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. Oh, that's what you can do. You can definitely rely on it. You're not going anywhere as long as daddy owns the team. Lance Stroll, shit quality as well, but amazing race. Beat the teammate, and that's all we can ever ask. P6. P6, you're half decent in the wet Girlfriend's got to be pretty happy about that, and that was a great mature drive. That's what we call a grown-up mature drive. Stayed out of trouble. A lot of opportunity to crash into walls. Stayed out of trouble, just did his thing. Well done, Lance. Coming in at number eight is Lando Norris. P4, great drive from him. Amazing work there. Beat the teammate again, just... Just off the podium as well. He was actually fighting with Carlos Sainz a little bit because Sainz was so far behind the teammate. But excellent work from him. Number seven, Fernando Alonso. Look, he's still pretty high up, but that's only because it wasn't his fault. And I like what you were doing there up until the moment that the car just went out on you. You're actually looking pretty good. You're keeping stapping at bay, you're actually doing a great job defending like a fucking lion. Qualified really well, great opportunity to score some points and then, yeah, the car went kaput. Anyway, I think you'll bounce back. I think Japan is, might be a circuit for you, we'll see what happens. Coming in at number six though is the smooth operator Carlos Sainz. Smooth operator, that's exactly what he is! Not a hair. On his body, yes. Smooth operator. Uh, 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 smooth operator. Woo! Carlos, science. Look, I'm a bit disappointed in you. You're in a Ferrari, arguably the second quickest car out there. All right. In fact, it was the quickest on the weekend. You got on pole. Ferrari did, not you. But you're losing out that much time to your teammate. How many safety cars at VSCs were there? Like five? And yet you still finish so far behind. Eight and a bit seconds behind your teammate in P3. Not good enough, Carlos. Not good enough at all. Really need to start turning that around because that's a very piss poor performance. I'm surprised they even have you this high up on the list. What a good graces love playing your jingle. Moving on, number five is Georgie boy, your grandma's wet dream, George Russell. Starting pit lane, finished dead last of all the runners with a punctured tie towards the end. Look, not good enough. You're in a Mercedes... You starting dead last, you come dead last, you don't overtake anyone. Very, very piss poor performance. Not good enough, Georgie. You need to bounce back, sunshine. But that ruins another straight up. Wait, did he get the top five last race? He didn't get a top five this race. Very, very disappointing. Number four is Sir Lewis Hamilton. Good drive from him. Good drive, but he's a master in the wet. He's the best when it comes to that wet weather driving. He cocked it up a few times. Oh, he's locking up, he's going into walls, he's, he's trying to wet those inter tyres from the spray off the, off the barriers there. But look, he was not good enough. Too many mistakes, saw Lewis not get to where he should be getting. But I mean, you know, half decent drive up until the errors. So I guess you gotta take that. Coming in at number three, Checo Perez, Sergio Perez, great race from him. The wife's really gonna be upset now because you're gonna be partying all night long with the hose. If you don't mind. <laughs> Call cool. you a firefighter with the amount of hose you got. Led from the opening corner onwards. And it was just a great drive. An absolute stellar drive. You just kept Chuckles Lecluckles at bay. You drove well, no silly errors, no mistakes. Just got the dub, do what you do best, fourth win. I mean, Crofty was losing his damn mind saying it was the win of your career. I disagree, but still pretty impressive win. Well done, Sergio Perez, Checo. Number two is Chuckles Lecluckles. solid overall. Look, a lot of people are going to look at that as a loss for, for Chuckles there, starting P1, finishing P2. But we know when he finishes, starts on pole, he's not finishing the race in first place. He's done it four times out of 18 attempts. Red Bull are more likely to win a race when Chuckles LeCluckles starts on pole. That's what's going to happen. But Charles LeClerc, look, solid effort. Teams made no mistakes. You didn't make any mistakes. You're on the same page as them. You guys got along. It looked good. It just looked like a good, solid race weekend. But yes, that is disappointing. You should get the win. But hey, baby steps, sunshine. Baby steps. You know what? Japan is yours. I'm thinking right now. Chuckles Le Cluckles in Japan. That's a dub. And number one is Max Verstappen. Super Max still delivering disappointing result on the weekend. But overall, still in a league of his own. Absolutely outshining everybody at the moment. But that was your driver power rankings. Woo! Drivers. (laughs) Drivers. <laughs> Ranking. Yes, it was Vettel, Stroll, Norris, Alonso, Science, Russell, Hamilton. Third was Perez. Second chuckles, and number one, Max Verstappen. Drivers. <laughs> Ranking. I mean, whoo, what a top 10. Um, let me know on the socials. Did I get it right? I park it in my firm mail on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen. That's going to bring us to the end of episode 204. <laughs> one more to go until we hit the Japanese Grand Prix. I am super excited for that. So make sure you subscribe and follow on your podcast listing device so you don't miss out on that one. That's going to be an absolute banger. And I'm giving these shows out three times a week, if you don't mind. Talking all things Formula One and all things not Formula One. Just having some fun with it, seeing what happens. Head over to fairway.com. if you've missed out on any of the previous episodes. You can also download them there. Pick yourself up, something nice from the merch store. Especially when you use the super secret code in the description there, Podcast Exclusive 5, 5% off with your free worldwide shipping. But if you want a little bit more than that, you turn around, you look up there. Turn around, get out of your seats, look up, Skybox right there. That's the Legends Lounge up there. That's where the Legends Club members sit and they watch the show and they have the time of their life. Yes, guys, I'll be up there in a second. Yes, Doris, 104 year old Doris is topless on the pole, entertaining the fellas, handing out double Midoris on ice. But yes, if you're a Legends Club member, you get 25% off with your own super secret code. You get access to the Legends Lounge up there. You get your name read out in every single show. You're a part of history now. Your name is in the show notes every single episode as well. And you know that any money that I get through the Patreon, patreon.com slash is there being used to make the show bigger, better, bolder, stronger than ever. So we have Alex up there. We've got Anthony up there, Caleb, Clint. John, Sammy and Taylor you guys are the absolute greatest human beings alive, yes but to the cherubs, the muffins and of course those legends thanks for listening thanks for listening sports social podcast network